fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hey, hello, how's it going, and what's the haps? My name is Holly Katz, and I am the hostess with the mostest, your favorite personal stylist, and of course, the only Holly you need to know. Thank you so much for joining the show today. I am so honored you tuned in this week. I hope you tune in every week, actually, but this is going to be a fantastic episode today. We are doing a part two of how to be the best dressed wedding guest. You heard it here, folks, how to be the best dressed wedding guest, part two episode. I'm telling you, this is going to be incredible. My original episode, how to be the best dressed wedding guest, got the most downloads of any episode I have ever recorded Mazel Tov to me. However, I love you so much for that. I'm giving you even more information about how to be the best dressed at your next wedding that you are invited to. But this time I'm breaking it down into sections to get even more specific. If you missed the memo in part one, please go back, do me a solid and listen to episode 84, part one, how to be the best dressed wedding guest. You won't be sorry. If you are new to the Fashion Crimes Podcast, Hells yes, I want to extend a heartfelt welcome to you, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you sign up for our Insider Bestie newsletter, which means you are automatically part of our Insider Bestie crew, where you get all of the insider details about fashion, shopping style, new designers, store owners, retail, trends, what's happening, what's going on for every episode here on Out Delivered straight to your inbox every single week. Loving this journey for you. So last week, we talked about the Met Gala with Nolan, who was my stylist and best gay, just in case anybody doesn't know that already. We talked about our likes, our dislikes, what was blowing us away. I mean, obvi, we witnessed some of the most iconic fashion moments in history. And I want to make sure that I take inspiration from that to inspire you to be the best dressed wedding guest. And If you are a fan of the podcast, or me for that matter, please note that this is a non-negotiable, okay, for you to be the best dressed. My advice, take notes. Regardless of what type of wedding you will witness, let's just start off by repeating my mantra that I use with my clients daily. It never hurts to be the best looking one in the room. Let's say it together now. It never hurts to be the best looking one in the room, the best dressed looking one in that room for that matter. With that being said, let's talk about our first category, which is dresses. This wedding, it could be a brunch, a lunch, an afternoon wedding, or an after five, which obvi means it's a dressier dress code. I've actually heard of people getting married at sunrise, do me a solid, and don't invite me to that wedding. Okay, thanks. However, If you are going to a daytime wedding, the dress code is probably going to be a little bit more casual. Nighttime, at least, 
it's probably going to be black tie optional or cocktail at the least. Okay. So now let's go over the foundation of getting yourself together for such an occasion. Details include the following dress, shoes, makeup, hair, nails, jewelry, bag, and a zhuzh. For those of you who don't know what a zhuzh is, a zhuzh is like a pashmina or a scarf or a wrap or like a cape or some kind of something that you think that you will need that's not really a coat if you think it's going to be windy or you're going to be cold. That is your vocabulary lesson for the day. It is a zhuzh, okay? If you're going to a wedding in the wintertime, you don't need a zhuzh. You need a dress coat, not a puffer coat, not a ski coat, not a coat you've had for 20 years. If you don't have a decent coat to wear on a dressy occasion like a wedding, please go back and listen to episode number 73, How to Buy a Winter Coat. Game changer. Do not try to go to a wedding in the winter without the right coat on. I will find out about it and I will find you. If you are a hot-natured person and you don't want a coat, get a zhuzh, a pashmina at least, okay? If you want to buy a new dress, let's start with a few ideas. Let's talk about some styles of dresses that are in right now that are wedding appropriate. Please note that a jumpsuit, okay, which is a one-piece top and bottom, could suffice for a day or night wedding. However, I schooled you on jumpsuits in the first episode. So I'm just focusing on dresses here, okay? If you got a jumpsuit, you want to wear a jumpsuit, go for it. Make sure that you go to my Pinterest board as well, which will be located in the show notes for some of my favorite picks. So when I'm shopping for a dress, and this actually goes for day or night, just saying, I'm looking for three things when I shop for a dress, the cut, the fabric, and the length. I'm going to say that again. When I'm shopping for a dress, I look for the cut, the fabric, and the length. The cut, which can also mean the silhouette of the dress or the shape of the dress, is the first thing, the very first. I mean the number one thing that you look for when buying a dress. Since you are shopping for fit first, which is what you should be doing, you're shopping for fit first. Do you think I said that enough? You're not shopping for price and you're not shopping for color. Okay, you're shopping for fit first, which means you know your body type and you know what type of dress shape you are looking for. When you shop for fit exclusively first, when you're looking for a dress, you're not shopping for a color or price. We've just said that. Want to make sure it's in your head. But if you strictly shop for price, like if you're trying to get something on sale, you're trying to save a dollar, you will be sacrificing the fit and trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. That is why this is so important that you understand what your body type is and you know what type of dress looks best on you. And I'm going to use me as an example for this example. My measurements for my body, my bust, my waist, my hip measurement, that determines my body type. My specific measurements show that I carry most of my weight on my bottom half which means that my bust measurement and my waist measurement are smaller than my hip measurement. That means my hip is the biggest, okay? It's not good. It's not bad. It's not fat. It's not skinny. It is fact. With that being said, the types of dresses that look best on me or anything that defines my waist and brings attention to my top 
half. Examples of this could be like a strapless dress or one shoulder dress. This will bring attention to my top half and make me look longer and leaner. A cinched in or defined waist will give me that hourglass shape that I'm looking for to make me look proportionate. That is the whole point is to have your top and bottom measurements be as close as possible with a small waist. An A-line dress with a fuller skirt plays in my favor to create the optical illusion that my waist and my hip actually look smaller. All of these construction details help you celebrate the curves that you have while camouflaging the areas that you want less attention drawn to. Now, please understand, this isn't my only choice for a dress, but it's the one that I know that works for my body type. I like to call my body type little in the middle, but I got much back, but it just means I carry most of my weight on my bottom half. If you need more help on understanding how to dress for your body type or how to shop for your body type, please tune into my YouTube channel. Just type in Holly Cat Styling, and I have some videos on my channel about this very subject. You're welcome. Also, when selecting the right shape or silhouette of the dress, I want to make sure if I'm not in the store touching the fabric that I read the product details on the website. I'm going to say that again. If you're shopping online, please do me a solid and read the product details before buying. Read the reviews if they have any. Read about the fit. Most websites, especially the nicer ones, will say, you know, it fits true to size. It runs small. It runs big, you know, or not. Is there any stretch? If yes, you might have to size down. If not, you're probably going to have to size up. So next, what length would you like to wear? Here are the standard lengths. Micro mini, mini, midi, and maxi. That's it. Please refer to my Pinterest board for a diagram of the micro mini to the maxi. In the interest of this scenario, Queen, just so you understand, for me specifically, I love a maxi or a midi dress. Most of my dresses are this length. If I went to a wedding, oh shit, like I am in two weeks, hello, I will be wearing a midi dress. A midi dress hits really in the mid calf in between my foot and my knee. And I've already worn this dress to someone else's wedding. It's Alexander McQueen and it's fabulous. Duh. So y'all better act like you've never seen it before when you see the pictures. I bought this dress in person so I could feel the fabric and also know that it was the right silhouette for me before I tried it on. So here's the deal about fabric. And this is a real easy formula. The cheaper the dress, the cheaper the fabric. You want to buy an $80 dress, the fabric is going to be cheap. You want to buy a $380 dress, it's probably going to be very substantial fabric, okay? So if you find a great deal on something, don't be surprised if the fabric is light or see-through or it rips or tears easily or it's not that flattering or the color is just not that good. Just be aware when it comes to clothes, and I've preached this before, you really, really get what you pay for. You have to find the balance of what is in your price range, but quality enough to look substantial. So this, my queens, takes practice, okay? Some designers that I recommend for your dress search are Alexis, AJE, Jonathan Cohen, Alexander McQueen, my personal favorite and Carolina Herrera. Other sites I like are Sabina Musiev, Millie, Tori Birch. 
Zimmerman. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but I have found some gorgeous dresses that are seriously like to die. Okay. And you can work them into the rest of your wardrobe. When I used to work with clients, it used to be wardrobe would go from work to weekend. Now that's all cluster fucked upside down because the American dress code has been completely ruined because of COVID and other things. So everybody's wearing everything for everything. What that means is get a dress that's dressy enough to be special, but be able to dress it down if you want to wear it during the day or wear it at a different occasion. That's all that really means. So let's move on to shoes. Now, this is where you have to get seriously, honestly, completely, brutally honest with yourself, period. Now, my biggest pet peeve are my clients that just, quote, opt out of high heels. Now, I understand that this is painful and most people are out of practice, as am I. I am super out of practice. However, if you're not comfortable with a heel, please, I beg you, get a wedge and don't be wearing flats and don't be wearing any kitten heels to a wedding. Okay. Do not, do not, do not. Thank you. What I like to say, and some people say it's mean, is that if I have to suffer, you have to suffer. I mean, it's the circle of life. When I went to the Rising Star, I wore my Tom Ford ankle strap shoes. They were Python gold. I was dying. Okay. I was, let's just be honest here. I was dying. However, I made it through. I didn't take my shoes off. I wasn't hobbling. I had band-aids. I took the pain. But when I was able to take my shoes off, I felt really proud of myself. So practice in your heels if you can. But if you just really can't do it, I'm not mad at you. Just get a wedge. Okay. So if the wedding is outside and you know how I feel about an outside wedding, don't be wasting your good shoes if you're going to be stepping in the dirt or gravel Or if, you know, you have to find that fine line between do you need to buy some less expensive shoes to get through this wedding if you're going to be outside? Or do you need to wear more of a wedge or a block heel, which is a great alternative, so you're not wearing stilettos in the fucking dirt? So I've been to a wedding at a barn type venue out in East Jesus, okay? And believe me, I was sinking in the mud. We were outside and then we're inside. It was gorgeous. Believe me, it was gorgeous, but my shoes paid the price for that. If you're inside, it's all good, but lots of lots and lots of people love to get married outside. You know, feel free to peruse the examples on my Pinterest board, of course, duh. But some of the designers that I love that I can recommend are Schutz, Vince Camuto, which has an amazing website. He used to uh, design for Nine West. And I love, really love Sam Edelman. Great prices and great selection. If you have a bigger budget, you can totally go Valentino, Yas, or Manolo's, which are some of my favorites as well. So now we're down to the bag, okay? You've got your dress, you've got your shoes. As far as a bag is concerned, if you are new here, then please go to episode 70, which is how to buy a handbag. But this goes under the unspoken rule that every woman in America, really more than America, every woman should have three bags. Boss bitch bag, something that you can fit your laptop in for work and carry to work. A medium-sized bag, not some grandma-looking shit with a ton of pockets, but something sleek and chic and current that's medium-sized and a clutch. A clutch, you know, obviously is slimmer and smaller, might have a chain, it might not. Do not bring a medium-sized everyday bag to a wedding. I'm going to say that again. Do not bring your everyday bag 
to a wedding. Don't do it. Okay. Get your ass a clutch bag, something fancy. I don't care if it's $12 or $1,200. You can get a bag anywhere, a smaller one that's dressier for nighttime. Okay. Even if the wedding is during the day, you get a smaller bag, which is slim, but it's big enough to carry essentials like, of course, your phone and your keys and na 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 and all that stuff. Right. Another option is a wallet on chain. I have one from YSL. I love it. I have the Chevron stripe. I absolutely love it. It is like a pouch, but it's got like a wristlet thing on it. And if I want to put it in my boss bitch bag or my travel bag, I just take that whole thing and put it in. And if I'm going somewhere at night, I just bring the wristlet. I just bring the wallet on chain. It's fantastic invention. So some ideas again on my Pinterest board, some brands, Coach, which I want to talk about Coach for a minute. Coach, do not sleep on Coach. Their prices are incredible. They have amazing new styles. They have every shape in the universe and they will never be out. Okay. So if Coach is your price point, please go there and see what you can find. Kurt Geiger, which is a company out of London, they have really fun clutches. They're not super high ends, which means they're not really that expensive, but they are fun and great little shapes and colors. And of course, YSL, which is a personal favorite of mine, which is the top of the food chain. There are so many other brands of bags, Chloe, Pauline, Mulberry, Kate Spade. I mean, there's just millions and millions and millions of other brands, especially high end to low end. Just pick a price point and pick something that works for your dress. Now you've got the bag, you've got the dress, you've got the shoes, your jewelry. I've said this quite a few times. There are ways to really feel special when dressing up and jewelry is actually one of them. My favorite thing to do, you know, when it comes to jewelry is mix costume with real. Now I have real jewelry, but I have really nice, uh, not shitty costume. Okay. So if you have shitty costume jewelry, that's okay. Let's upgrade that a little bit because again, you get what you pay for. And hint, hint, when you mix your costume with your real, your especially your really nice costume, it makes your jewelry look real. Don't over accessorize. And for the love of God, don't ever let me catch you wearing a fucking Apple watch to a wedding. Fuck no, no, hell no. Please do not. Okay. Just, just please. I can't take it. I have seen this before and there is no reason on the actual planet for someone to wear an Apple watch to a wedding. Calm down. You don't need to count your rings. You don't need to check your email. Nobody's fucking calling you. Take your Apple watch off before you leave. You want to leave it in the car? Leave it in the car. Don't wear it to the wedding. Okay. And since we're talking about electronics, please don't be on your phone during a wedding. Not that you would because you have class. Duh. But I've seen that before. Take a few pictures if you want, but don't be looking at your phone for a long period of time. Again, put it away, turn it off, be respectful. I've seen that before and it makes people look like an asshole. If you have to be on your phone, excuse yourself. No one will ever question you leaving to look at your phone or take a call because it's actually very polite to do that. I would much rather have someone get up and leave for a second than be caught looking at their phones during a wedding ceremony. But I digress. It's just my pet peeve. Anyway, it's just much too acceptable these days and it drives me nuts. Anyway, back to jewelry, statement earring, nice watch if you have it a necklace or two, and gorgeous stack bracelets. Those are my go-tos when I get dressed up. Please go back to episode 57 
which is fine jewelry, do's and don'ts. Very, very helpful. If you have real jewelry, please wear it. Polish it up. Get some jewelry cleaner. This is a game changer. You don't realize actually how dirty your jewelry is until you clean it. Julie Lamb, New York, will be on the podcast next week. She is the newest Fashion Group International Rising Star recipient in the jewelry category. I'm sure you guys have seen it on my Instagram. And she has beautiful things to choose from. I just got a gorgeous new bracelet from her, thanks to my fabulous husband. Her website will be in the show notes. Another amazing brand and brand bestie of ours is Amanda Pearl. She has a completely different product. It is fine jewelry. However, she's got a ton of different price points. Her diamonds are ethically made, just a completely different product, but her jewelry is really fun. And it's so incredible to see what she does and how she styles it. She does an amazing job. Make sure you check out her website as well, because that will be in the show notes too. Here's the thing about jewelry. Okay. And I've had a lot of people ask me this. You can't mess it up. Mix your metals, mix, mix gold and silver, mix rose gold with gold and silver. You can't make a mistake. So don't trip on the details when it comes to wearing jewelry. You don't have to be matchy matchy. You don't have to wear the same earrings with the same bracelet and the same ring. That's really not what you should do. You should really mix and match it. Okay. Make sure you wear enough to make it look special and make your outfit look dressy and not every day. That's the key. Wear a special piece, something that you don't wear every day. Let's recap. You're going to get a dress, some shoes, jewelry, and a bag. And if you need it, if you think it's going to be cold, you know, or you're good to go, you want to get a zhuzh, you need a coat. If you want to send me a picture of what you look like you're going when you're going to your wedding, please do so. I will probably be posting what I look like for this wedding coming up to inspire everyone to be the best dressed wedding guest as I will be the best dressed wedding guest at this wedding. I have no doubt. There is nothing wrong with being the most dressed up or the dressiest person in the room. There just isn't. You have style. Yes, you do. Show it off. Don't be afraid and don't let anything hold you back like your hair or your makeup or money or you don't want to pay for this. You don't want to pay for that. Just do what's in your budget, but make sure you do something. Don't be afraid you're going to look too crazy or you're going to try to look stand out. Stand out. Okay, stand out. Less is less, more is more. You be the judge of what's best for you. I'm just here to light a little fire under you so you do something different. That's all. All you mother of the brides out there, I just want to leave on one note. Okay, don't dress so old. You're not that old. If you have a daughter or a son in their 30s or 40s, in that matter, and you're the mother of the bride, you're not that old. You don't have to look try like you're looking young. Okay. And you don't have to look like you're trying too hard, but don't get a lacy long sleeve, mother the bride, iridescent lace dress. Okay. Don't do that. It's very predictable. Skew just a little bit, not younger. Ask for help in the store or better yet. Why don't you ask me if you're the mother of the bride and you don't know what to do, please send me an email, send me snail mail. Tell me what you want to know. Ask for help. That's not your only choice. The bridal industry has really cornered that mother of the bride look because most people are a certain size or they can't, they don't want to show their arms or they don't want anything low cut. There is no reason on the planet why you should have to wear a dress like that, especially 
if you're young and fabulous, which I'm sure you are, so you need to dress that way and don't look. People should be able to look at the crowd and be like, I wonder who the mother of the bride is. That's who I'm going to be when my kid gets married. I'm just saying. Anyway, this has been amazing. Go to my Pinterest board. Check out the show notes. Everything is there for you. I want you to be the best dressed wedding guest. And guess what? You're going to be, okay? Because I put that in the universe for you. You're welcome. This has been the Fashion Crowns Podcast. My name is Holly Cates. I am the hostess with the Moses, And of course, your favorite personal stylist, the only Holly you need to know, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Please share with somebody you love, somebody you know who needs style advice or fashion help. Make sure you stay tuned for the next week. We've got some amazing guests coming up. Please download and subscribe. I cannot wait to interview Julie Lamb, the newest FGI jewelry category rising star recipient. She was number three when we just started our podcast two years ago. We're almost to the 100th episode. So we're super excited to have Julie back. She is a superstar. And I want to thank you so much for listening. This has been the Fashion Cross Podcast. My name is Holly Cates and we are out.